Hello, lovely podcast people. I hope you're well. And welcome to really the pinnacle of my creatine podcasts. I'm going to keep this one as short as possible because I think it's going to be the most useful, the most widely shared to even non-listeners of my podcast as just a reference point. So I'm going to try and, if you're here for the usual humour, tangents, innuendos, etc., you'll have to look elsewhere. Um, so I'm going to record one more podcast after this, which will be your listener questions. That will be very quick fire. But this podcast is, as the title will, I'm sure, suggest something to do with when, how, what with regarding creatine. <clears throat> so <clears throat> the thing I want to start with super quickly, it doesn't matter whether you take it in powder or pill form. The main thing being creatine is very, very tasteless. Hopefully by now you'll realise you should be taking creatine monohydrate and probably nothing else. Uh, uh, that's what should be in your supplement. If you've seen any of my Instagram posts about this, creatine monohydrate ingredients list, 100% that, nothing else. It's super, super tasteless. Um, I, I'll just, I'll even go back even more to basics. I put this on my story once. I literally do a scoop, pop it on my tongue and take a sip of water. Done. That's it. Um, as simple as that. You can obviously mix it into a shake. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the reasons I don't do that. Sometimes because the, depending on the type of creatine you get, if you get micronized creatine or, you know, different versions, some will be a little bit more gritty, some will be a little bit more fine. But also, it, I'm a bit anal in this way. Well, there you go. There you go, long-time listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit anal in this way in that I just don't like the idea of some of the creatine being left on the inside of my shaker. So I'm like, no, that's wasteful. I need to have all the creatine. Um you know, realistically, it's irrelevant because it will be milligrams left in. And, you know, I probably ever so slightly um, overshoot the recommended dosages I'm going to give you here because I get no issues whatsoever with taking creatine. And those of you out there who do, you will need to pay careful attention and you may even need to buy yourself some scales that do measure accurately. Um, so that you are getting the correct dosage for you and not you're not taking too much and giving yourself an upset stomach or whatever. Right, so I would recommend taking it in powder form, but of course you can take it in capsules or pills, whatever. Um, it just means you're going to, going to need to take quite a few more. It's more expensive um, and I'm a fan of living frugally. Is that the word? Anyway, where life allows. Okay, so where to get it? <clears throat> and just very quickly, you do get it from food if you're eating meat, etc. I mean, some people are like, oh, what? you know, when people go, oh, you don't need to take supplements, just get everything you need from your diet. And, um, you know, okay, cool, I'll just eat a kilogram of horse meat a day, shall I? Um, you know, like beef, a kilogram, about a kilogram of beef gives you about a gram uh, or so of creatine. Uh, five grams. Did I say a gram? Around five grams of creatine. So, you know, if you're trying to take roughly that amount, you're going to have to eat a whole lot of beef or tuna or whatever. But anyway, for supplemental levels, yes, we can go with a powder very simply. So, yeah, I just stick on my tongue, drink it. You can mix it in a drink. I'm going to come on to what drinks you can mix it with and what you might be better to keep away from in a minute. So just talking about dosing. This is the main bit. I'll get to this bit early because it's super important and where people, so many people go wrong. Two things, three things. There are three phases 
that I'm gonna to talk to you about. One, a loading phase if you want to do it. Loading, you can either do a fast load or a long load. And then we have maintenance. Um, <clears throat> so you turn over about one to two grams of creatine per day, roughly. The, that's what the literature says. Realistic, it, it's about 0 0.025. I actually don't know if that's correct. Let me write it down. 0.025. Do the maths. Do yeah, about that. About 0.025 grams per kilogram of your body weight per day. That's how much you kind of use naturally. So therefore, supplementing at that level, let's say 0.03, which you'll see in the literature mentioned quite often, 0.03 grams per kilogram is your maintenance dose, roughly. You know, that, that's the minimum you should take to maintain once you've loaded to maintain your levels, 0.03. So write that down, especially those of you who struggle with, you know, oh, I kind of feel a bit funny after I take it. I feel a bit sick or it gives me a bit of an upset stomach. Write that figure down. Do the maths. If you weigh 60 kilos, do the maths. It's a tiny amount of creatine, less than two grams a day you need to take to maintain your levels after you have loaded. You know, if you weigh 100 kilograms, it's three grams of creatine of day that for most of us taking a little bit more than that you know three to five grams a day to maintain that's what I mean when I do a scoop it's about five grams which is you know above this this figure so I always know I'm I'm good as it were and <clears throat> if I have missed a day inevitably I should probably discuss that if you miss a day don't freak out one day is not going to make a big difference it takes you approximately 30 days to get back to baseline so don't worry too much if you miss a day. You don't oh, need to take a double dose the next day. Like Again, you could take a double maintenance dose the next day. That would be absolutely fine. For those of you who you know, have no kidney issues, you have, you're not breastfeeding, you're not pregnant, you have none of these things where there's even this teeny tiny inkling of should I, shouldn't I take it, you know, or you know, no stomach issues. If you are just like me and you have no issues taking it, if you're taking that you know, slightly higher dose, um, let's say 0.05 grams per kilogram maintenance dose. So if you weigh um, you know, 100 kilograms, that would be exactly five grams. If you weigh 50 kilograms, 2.5 grams, easy maths. Then you're gonna be all right if you miss a day and this, that, and the other. Okay, so on to the loading phase. Now, do you need to load fast? Do you need to load slow? Realistically, you probably should load in some capacity some of the data links to that. Now, you don't need to load fast. This, this is the main thing. And for some of you who may be in weight making sports or those of you who um, you know, have things that are weight dependent and you don't want that quick increase in weight, you know, you're, you're running, you're jogging regularly, you might want to do a slightly longer load. Now, you, you realistically, if you were to take that level like 0.03 grams per kilogram regularly, you would over time, uh, and there's one study a really old study, but all the studies since have shown roughly the same thing. It, we're, we're talking like 1997, um, when the earlier studies, and it literally showed this. It showed, I think they did, they did 0.03. I can't remember what they loaded on. I think it was 0.3. I think it was. So 10, to, yeah, that it was actually, it was 10 times more in the loading phase. So for an 80 kilo individual, it's like 24 grams a day split into multiple doses for, um, I think they did six or seven days. And then they did 0.03 
for 30 days. And the subjects ended up with the same amount of saturation of creatine in their muscles. And I will say the, the amount that your muscles saturate to or the amount it increases or the, the amount it saturates to is, is largely dependent on your type 2 muscle fiber content. So how many of these really strong, powerful muscle fibers, for those of you who aren't aware of what that means, you have these slow twitch, you know, the ones that joggers have, endurance athletes have, they're type 1, you have type 2, these fast twitch ones, the powerful ones, the sprinter ones. And uh, creating, we have a much greater... Uh, storage in our type 2 muscle fibers. So if you have more of those, you'll store more. But secondly, the amount um, that you increase will depend on your initial starting levels. So if you eat a lot of creatine through meat and fish already, your levels will already be higher and there is a ceiling. So this is why potentially vegans and vegetarians might be getting greater benefits from creatine. Although annoyingly in some studies, it seems to show that there's similar starting levels in vegans and vegetarians, but they do consistently get greater benefits than meat eaters or omnivores when supplementing with creatine. So it's, it's a strange one, whether or not it's a brain content thing. Uh, I don't, I can't recall seeing brain data on creatine levels in vegans, vegetarians versus omnivores. But anyway, back to where I was. My advice to you is to load creatine in one of two fashions, a slightly higher dose for the long load. So doing 0.05, as I mentioned earlier, 0.05 and take that for 30 days minimum. Now that's still a very small amount if you want to do this long dose. And like I said, you could continually take at that level forever. Uh, that's about what I take daily when I remember to take it. And since doing these po <coughs> creatine podcasts, there have been several days when I haven't taken, I think, flipping heck. You're out there trying to uh, inspire people to remember and you're not even doing it yourself. But I have been a bit better and I am typically horrific with routine and being consistent with stuff. Um, so I hope I'm inspiring you to be better than I. Uh, but I, I went through my 20s being super anal about this stuff, never missed meals or training sessions and whatever. So I feel like I'm, I burnt myself out or something. I don't know. But also you reach, you reach a kind of limit as well with certain things with your training. Like anyway, I'm going off on one. Um, you know, if you're wanting to make progress, be consistent in most things in life. Um, right. Where was I? Fast load, five to seven days. 0.3 grams per kilogram. So that's quite a lot. Split it into multiple doses, four, five, six, depending on your tolerance of your gut. Remember, I think it was last episode or the one before where I mentioned, you know, taking 10 grams in one dose, you, you, there's a much higher incidence of things like diarrhea in individuals taking it. But with five grams, it goes away. And five grams for most of us is much higher than these recommendations that I'm giving you here. So you should be just all right. But some of you will obviously have more sensitive stomachs or for whatever genetic reason, you're more sensitive and you could take, uh, you know, double the number of doses. I, I think I said this yeah, on an Instagram reel recently, yesterday, day before. Uh, if you have stomach issues, take it, take less more often. So you could continuously take two doses, one with breakfast, one with dinner, one with breakfast, one after training, you know, so you're taking two doses every single day, whereas most of us only need to take one dose to maintain. Okay, so 
Loading dose, 0.3 grams per kilogram of your body weight. If you weigh 60 kilos, you do 60 times 0.3, stick in a calculator, 18. And then take roughly four doses of four to five grams in a day. Um, <clears throat> or, or, you know, six doses of three grams if you need to take less for each dose. Now, you only need to do that for one week and then you can stop living your life around your creating loading schedule. Good. Uh, I think I've given you enough information there. Using these relative doses will be much better for those of you who have issues. For the rest of you, you can just do what they do. So, you know, and please don't message me and go, Hi, Martin, I want some creatine and it's 100% creatine monohydrate. And it says on the tub to take just one scoop a day. That's the suggested doses. And I have weight and I have measured the dose and it says, and it was six grams on the scales. But you said, blah, 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 blah. So which should I do? Do what I say. Obviously. I don't understand. It's it's the same thing. It's 100% creatine monohydrate. Nothing has changed since I've given you an update on the entire body of literature. This gimp company who's said that and hasn't bothered to make their scoop size right isn't going to overweigh me giving you individ basically individualized advice. The ability to give yourself individualized advice. On that note... MSON, Matt Nutrition School of Nutrition, the nutrition course that we are bringing out for lay people. The whole point of that is that you can give yourself individualized advice so that you no longer have to rely on generalized nutrition information on the internet by, given by the government, etc. You can actually go out and make informed decisions for yourself. A little plug there for you. Anyway, so yeah, don't, don't do that. Obviously, supplement companies, they're not, it's not individualized. They're, you know, a bit, in fact, on my shelf here, oh, oh, you're kidding me. As if I don't have a creatine on the shelf from my supplement company from 12, 13 years ago. I actually feel like there's some out there. You're going to have to wait. Just stay there. I'll be really quick. Hold on. I can see it. No, it It was beat around me. I'm so annoyed. Anyway, my, let me, I'm just going to pull this off the shelf here. Beta alanine. We even gave, you know, does this have a date on it? Copyright Exxon Labs 2008, body weight dependent servings. See, we are we were ahead of the game, slash I was. Anyway, where was I? Relative doses for you, you're welcome. Moving on, timing. The timing doesn't matter a great deal. Some research has shown that taking it post-training gives a very slight benefit. You know, it's the only study that I'm aware of that really has looked at this. Um, there's one crazy study, I think it's out of... Um, Jose Antonio's lab. Um, Jose's a pretty cool guy. He's a bit of an OG when it comes to creatine. And um, they, they, they basically took 0.00018 or something grams per kilogram after every set of an 18 set. No, it wasn't 18, was it? No, it was 0.1 or whatever. Yeah, 0.00001 after every set of an 18 set gym program. I think I might have mentioned that in an earlier thing. But anyway, crazy. But they didn't really have comparison groups. But in another study, taking it, and again, I think this was from Jose's lab, um, they, it was post-training or not post-training elsewhere. And uh, there was significant, uh, no, there was a trend towards, forgive me, I'll link you to the study. Uh, there was a trend towards 
kind of greater benefits in, in lean body mass gain, um, strength, etc. But I don't think they reach statistical significance. So either way, the, the key thing I need to tell you is this. Whoever listens to my podcast and out of my stuff and time points, this is a key time point. Take your creatine with carbohydrates. We've known this since the earliest days of the research, the early 90s. It was known that to maximally increase your muscle creatine concentrations, you need a, a high physiological dose of insulin. So they did um, insulinemic clamps. So, you know, infusion of insulin and tested super physiological levels and physiological levels and low levels. And if you haven't, if you've got, if you take creatine on a fast, in a fasted state, in a, I haven't eaten for three to four hours state, you're not going to be um, taking the creatine up into the muscle as well. It, there's an, it's an insulin mediated process of creatine transport into the muscle. You need insulin. So whey protein gives you a boatload of insulin. So if you're having a whey protein shake after training, take it then like the Jose study, or just take it with any other meal with a lot of protein or, or carbohydrates in it. It doesn't matter. You don't, it, creatine doesn't work in an acute fashion. So you can take it anywhere in the day as long as it's with carbohydrates or protein in a decent amount. So basically take it with your largest meal. That's my recommendation or post-training if you're having obviously some sort of shake or whatever. Okay, that's a key point. So I've done where to get it from. I've done dosing. I've done timing. Another thing, actually, because this did come up in your listener question, so I'm going to talk about it here, degradation of creatine. So back in the old days, there was creatine serum. You got this little, um, I can still remember it in the health food shops. There's like a dropper, you know, a bit like, what's that thing that girls use? I say girls, women, I use it. <laughs> it's like, is it called serum? Maybe it is. It's, uh, mine's got like vitamin C and hyaluric acid and salicylic acid or something anyway vitamin c whatnot um giving giving my complexion tips away so there was this creatine serum in dropper oh i said no tangents what's wrong with me but they tested this supplement off the shelf and there was zero grams of creatine in it because creatine does degrade in solution and when it's on a shelf and in a factory it's got a lot of time to degrade but and, and in, you know, when I was back in my, you know, bodybuilding days, being very anal about everything, I was like, oh, you know, you know, can't have it in water for more than five minutes. Definitely don't make it the night before. It is absolutely fine. It, it degrades by a few percent over a day left in a even a slightly, I believe, acidic, like pH 5.5 sort of thing, solution in a day. So putting it in water, keeping it in the fridge with your whey protein or, or while you're at work or whatever, absolutely fine, zero issue. Even if it was there for a day or two, it, you know, by, degrading by a few percent is really not the end of the world with the, the amounts we're talking about here. Cool, you're welcome. Right, I've talked about taking it with carbs. Caffeine. Caffeine is the big, big discussion. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna link you to a paper by, um, one of my homies, uh, I don't know if he knows he's my homie, Eric Trexler and Abby Smith-Ryan, who have done a bit of review on creatine and caffeine. I'm going to link you to that paper because it is a complicated area 
and uh, I I agree really with their summary. And um, <clears throat> I might say it might sound different the way I say it. They were very balanced. In my opinion, there's been so many studies that have mixed creatine and caffeine, and they do say this, that have shown these hugely beneficial effects, ergogenic, significantly measurable ergogenic effects in randomized control trials. Now, but there's always, it's always worth erring on the side of caution where it doesn't cause you an issue. And so what I'm going to say is do not put your creatine in your coffee. That's the other thing, heat it speeds up degradation. But again, if you're just consuming it straight away, but just a heads up, like don't put it in your coffee and then let your coffee go cold and then microwave your coffee and whatnot. Anyway, you know, don't be, don't be drinking it with your coffee. Now, it doesn't seem that even when you load, you know, when you're loading creatine and you have loads and loads of caffeine, like five milligrams per kilogram body weight caffeine, which is a lot, you know, it's a decent amount of caffeine. I mean, in this day and age, probably not that much, but, but to put it in perspective, it's like me drinking three cans of Monster a day, which I don't do. Actually, at the minute, I'm down to about one and a half, um, simply through lack of supply. So my supply levels are low. Um, but yeah, so, and even then when I hit three a day, I'm like, you know, you need to chill, Martin. Uh, but even then, like that's three cans of monster. That That's that's like, um, you know, what? A couple of Costas, large Costa coffees. It's, uh, what would it be? Five five six teaspoons of coffee you know six sort of shots of whatever anyway so it's not a great deal of coffee lots of you out there drinking 10 20 cups of coffee a day crazy people and um, plus pre-workouts plus energy and whatever so creatine and caffeine take it away from caffeine uh, it might be that there's one study and they talk about this study quite in depth in in the review and I don't like it. It's weird. They use a loading dose of 0.5 grams per kilogram, which is which is crazy. It's such a huge, unnecessarily high dose. It's a bit strange. So that even that just makes me uncomfortable. Uh, but they did have a high amount of caffeine whilst loading at that high level of, of um, so I think they did about six days of loading. Three of the days were with super high caffeine and they showed some detrimental effects on um, I can't even remember, but it was like muscle force generation or something. There's some other studies looking at uh, muscle relaxation time. But as far as I'm concerned, there's not a lot to worry about. You can take caffeine and creatine at the same time. Plenty of studies have, have done that, have shown positive effects. But err on the side of caution. Don't take your creatine with your coffee or with caffeine tablets. This is why... You know, if, if you're taking caffeine to benefit your training, you take some caffeine an hour or two or whatever before a training session, then you do your training session, then you're having your shake afterwards. You know, you're a good few hours away from consuming caffeine and you're having a lot of insulin and happy days. Uh, you know, or wait until dinner and have your creatine at the end of the day, hopefully furthest away from when you've consumed caffeine. You might want to load in a week 
where you don't, where you kind of minimize your caffeine intake because you're taking creatine four times a day. If you want to get the absolute most out of everything and uh, completely on the side of caution, but realistically, I like caffeine. I consume a lot of caffeine. I take creatine. I get benefits. You know, I feel it's the only supplement. Well, that and beta-alanine and caffeine, obviously, that I really sort of feel benefits from when I'm consistent. Uh, yeah, right. Cool. Done that, done that, done that. Uh, last two things quickly, cycling creatine. Now, this is the only place I'm not going to be evidence-based. Wait, I just thought something I was going to say earlier. The only place I'm not going to be evidence-based, cycling creatine. Um, <clears throat> there, oh yes, yes, well done me. Why don't I have a note on that? Um, oh, well, I suppose it's to do with cycling creatine, actually. There's this idea that if you take creatine for a prolonged period of time, don't come off it, you're going to damage yourself. You're going to stop your own, what's called endogenous inside your body, creation, synthesis, making of creatine. It doesn't happen. Um, it's a completely reversible process. When you stop taking it, you're... A body goes back to making making creatine at the normal level. When you are supplementing, your natural production goes down just because you don't need to be producing it. But it's not a gland. It's not like when you take hormones and you can screw stuff up. That's different. This is not dependent on a gland. And it's, you know, three enzymes, synthesis of th with three amino acids. It's easy peasy for your body. It doesn't get screwed up. Cool. That's just what I wanted to say. But... Aside from that, cycling creatine, I do see through reading lots of the research, making little connections in my head, looking at the differences in people who load versus people who slow load and the differences in some of the outcomes, which are small. It does give me a little bit of reason to believe of that. The problem is, is then then the studies haven't been done and they won't be done because you would then need a full month off to reload because your muscle levels are not going back to zero. Um, but if there is ever a chance to stop taking creatine for two to four weeks, you know, once or twice a year, maybe do it. Um, you need to then consider what you know, what you're training, you know, in a deload phase, for instance, even then, you know, even even a week or two of creatine. So you deload for a week from training, a week or two, and then also the first week back, don't take it. You've got three weeks off there. Muscle levels will fall most of the way back to normal, then reload. And, you know, just some of this, this signaling of a massive increase in intracellular water, this is getting a bit, and maybe some of the anabolic cell signaling that occurs from that, this is getting a bit technical, you know, we are talking about absolutely minuscule percentage differences. And this is why I'm sort of happy to say outside of what the research has shown equivocally or, or really, you know, to any great extent, because I'm not making money from this. I'm not misleading anyone by saying this. Um, I'm I'm being honest about this, not going, oh, I'm super clever. I know something that everyone else doesn't. I'm just giving you an insight into something I think. Uh, of someone who's, you know, relatively well read in the area and has, you know, looked at this for uh, many, 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 many years, seen people use it, had people taking it, used it myself, read all the research. So that's what I'm saying. So cycling, you can, you don't need to. Do you need to load? Yes, do load in one of those two fashions I've told you. Yeah, simple as that. Um, you can also do a moderate load. I'm just going to say this, like if you wanted to do, rather than doing... 0.3 grams per kilogram, which is, you know, like I said, 24 grams. You could do 12 grams for kind of 
10 to 14 days and you would again still saturate the muscle and it would just be like this moderate load uh, if you just get annoyed with taking it four times a day, which I do. That's kind of how I would do it. I would, I would do um, <clears throat> 10 to 12 grams a day for a longer period just through logistics. Pragmatically, it suits me better. Last but not least, responders versus non-responders. Uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Essentially, even if you believe yourself to be a non-responder, you don't know. That's what I'm saying. Even if you don't feel it, lots of you don't have enough consistency in your life with your diet, with your training, with your training times, with your caffeine intake, with other stuff that you're... Um, beta-alanine etc taking around training pre-workouts you know uh, enough handle on your training sessions and your your technique whilst lifting being standardized that you just won't necessarily feel the difference but i and this is why when people go oh man when i take creatine it's you know like everything's different i'm like i get the rage i get creatine rage but it's like no no you don't kevin uh, Callum, you don't just calm down, sit down before you hurt yourself. That's not a thing. Just take your creatine, be quiet. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's not having these crazy anabolic steroids like effects, it's subtle. Any natural supplement that does have any effect is going to be subtle. The placebo is, of course, fantastic. Great, ride off, the, off that wave. Um, but responders versus non-responders, it is a thing. If you have already have high levels through a high meat diet, you might not find you respond to a level that you feel. But you still might be getting some benefit. Even in research, it's difficult. It's not a game changer. But it's, you know, on an individual level, you might not know your variability in training. You know, one training day to the next training day, you might not feel it. You might be on an off session. But don't, you know, if you don't gain weight with it, appreciably, it doesn't mean that it's not having any effect. Yes, people who are gaining flipping three, four, I'm not one of these people, but who gave four, five, six pounds of water, and it's just like flipping it. I'd love to be them, getting huge benefits. But it's typically people with lower type two muscle fiber content and higher initial starting content of creatine that don't get as much benefits. Right, I'm gonna stop there. I hope I've sort of kept that 20 minutes or less. I really, really hope. I've tried to be quick. Um, you know, it doesn't bode well for me that speed is something that you people want. I don't finish quickly. It's just not me. There we go. I'll finish on that note. Uh, much love. Hope you're enjoying these. I'm going to do a quick listener questions one. It's going to be super quick fire next episode. Thanks very much for listening. Share this around if you don't mind. It would be really cool to get this evidence-based information out on a, on a supplement that really does work. Thank you very much.